0: Hi, my name is Christy, and this podcast is my pursuit to glean practical wisdom on femininity, homemaking, finances, and relationships from the God-fearing women in my life. Hope you enjoy this journey with me as we learn to smile at the future. Now let's dive right in. Hi, ladies, and welcome back. In this episode, I'm interviewing Jane Tucker, She has been my role model ever since I was a little girl, and she's been one of those ladies who has remained the same stable, gracious woman through every season of her life. I asked Jane to speak specifically on how she met her husband, John, and how she thought through being set up, going through a long-distance relationship, and then moving to another country, all of which I'm sure had certain hurdles that she had to process through. There are so many nuggets of wisdom in this interview, and I hope that you enjoy as much as I did. So without further ado, let's get started. Jane, I just so am thankful that you're willing to come on and chat and share your experience with your relationship with John and how you got to be where you are today and with three children and living in Canada. Mm -hmm. And you guys have... We've known, our families have known each other for 30-something years. Let's we'll say
1: forever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> for a long time. And so just grown up with you, and you were always just kind of my, the person I looked up to and wanted to emulate and be like all growing up. And I know I probably followed you around a little too much, um, but just so inspired by Just the godly woman you are, your joy and cheerfulness, um, the way you reach out and befriend others. Yeah, I just, there's so many things that that I appreciate about you and I wanted to emulate in my own life. Um, But today, just wanted to have you chat about your relationship with John. So we could start from the beginning, how you two met and kind of... If, I, if I'm understanding this correctly, you guys were set up. Is that right?
1: Yeah. So I just had a little chuckle when you said, you can tell us how you ended up where you are. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because when you're single, it can seem like yesterday is the same as today is the same as tomorrow. And then like all of a sudden when God starts moving towards marriage and family, it's like you wake up. And you're like, where did the last five years go? It just goes so fast once, you know, the children come and all of that. And so, yeah, I am in Canada and we're in British Columbia, about four and a half hours from uh, Vancouver, kind of the same distance from Seattle in the um, Okanagan Valley, and I was originally from um, the Simi Valley, California area, and yeah, I just have known the roses since my childhood. And um, Christy, it was always such a joy to have you as a friend, and yeah, I just really have admired admired you as a woman too. And and now, when I think back when I was in your shoes, I just feel like there's so much grace and wisdom that you're walking through this season in that I just want to encourage you in that. Thank you. But um yeah, so I was 30, I believe, when I first was told about John. Um so I had lots of years as a single woman and um, you know, had gotten to know other guys and it just was never something where I um I use this word felt because I think in dating relationships there is a, a Feeling part of it that we have to include, but just never felt like I could marry any of the great guys that I had gotten to know, and so just was trusting the Lord that He would make it clear and that I I would feel that I could marry the right guy, and so I was set up. So John uh, had lived in Australia for ten years, and when he was there, he was teaching Sunday school at his church where he. He was serving as an elder and a family, a missionary family from Papua New Guinea kind of got stranded there on Gold Coast, Australia because their visa needed processing. And they were a really awesome family with 10 kids and their kids ended up in John's Sunday school class. John loves the ocean and he was a diver there. And in, in the shark exhibit at SeaWorld Australia. And so he had a shark tooth. I'm hoping I'm getting these details right. <laughs> he Somehow he had like a shark tooth in Sunday school. I'm really curious how this is going to tie in. <laughs> I'm not sure how this is related to a Bible story, but um, <laughs> the, the little boy from this family was there like, oh my word, that's so cool. You got to show my dad. So John got connected with their family through this. And the dad of that family became like a spiritual father to John because God saved John out of a non-Christian family. So they took him under their wing. He became uncle John and through them, John just grew so much in his understanding of, um, a lot of foundational doctrines and of even what it looked like to be a Christian family and all of that. So getting somewhere with this, um, Okay, so that little guy, Nate, grew up and eventually found his way out to Simi Valley. And he was checking out a uh, Bible school in Simi Valley, living with a family at the church that I grew up at. And he got matchmaking with the mom of the family he was living with. And she's like, I'm trying to find a husband for this girl right here in this picture. <laughs> so Nate's like, oh, I think I have somebody. So the mom, Kirsten, she told my sister that they had someone to set me up with. And my sister, busy with little kids, conveniently forgot about him for a oh. month. <laughs> oh. uh, I'm you know, meanwhile, I was navigating just the single, single things that you have to navigate of praying about certain relationships and whatnot. And then she told me, and I was like, You what? You forgot? You forgot about my husband? The <laughs> biggest detail of my life. I know. <laughs> so um, so she said you know would, would it be okay if they told him about you and I did what any girl in my position would do right we did a little Facebook stalking oh. <laughs> I could see a few things about him that were indicative of kind of some like-mindedness like I could see where he'd gone to seminary and kind of what it looked like his interests were in life. And so um, I said, sure, you can tell him about me. Luke called him and he said, John, I found the woman for you. (laughs) (laughs) Now at this time, John was around 40 years old. So he's or he was 41. He's 11 years older than I am. And so he had been told that a time or two, you know, like this being set up thing was not new to him. He actually had been just getting to know someone for like, maybe they'd gone out to coffee twice. So he's like, well, I'm going to have to pray about this and see. So he prayed about it and decided that the relationship that he had just started um, to get to know somebody that that wasn't going to be what God had for him. And So yeah, that is kind of how it all started. And from there, he wanted to introduce himself to my dad. Very smart move. And my dad said, Okay, what do you think? Should I like, do you want to talk to him? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, sure. So then we had a phone conversation. Sounds like you were against it. And you were open
0: to people you trusted. And
1: well, what was funny was that I barely knew Nate, actually. Um, I I knew Kirsten, the mom who talk to him, but I didn't really know Nate. And so there was some apprehension. I felt, um, that this guy didn't really know me. And, um, so there's some vulnerability there that maybe I wasn't who he thought I was. Um, and then also just some apprehension that maybe, um, Nate and I wouldn't have the same values and what mattered in a guy. And, Mm -hmm. and then John, um, had all kinds of questions for Nate about me that Nate didn't know the answers to. So I went on a proxy date with Nate. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) that's hilarious. That was a really funny thing. He took me out to coffee and dated me for John. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. So he just asked me basically my testimony. And some kind of some questions about biblical womanhood and things like that, and then reported back to John. So it was a very wild ride for a little while there.
0: Now, John looks so young, I didn't realize that you guys had an age difference. Was that something that you considered as well? or?
1: Yeah, well, I would say that I did have to think through it a little bit, as, long, as well as the fact that he was from a different country and you know there's there's things about every relationship that you accept and I was just talking with a friend today who is actually from India living here in Canada and so she's going through a a proposal process where her parents have had a marriage proposal and now she's meeting the guy and just talking about she hasn't met the guy he's on the other end of the country here he's not in India but he's here and So she's going through this process right now and it's bringing back so many memories. And we were just talking about how with each human, there's, there's something, some things that you accept, you know, some things that come along and you have the grace from God to accept them or not. And, and so I had some, I guess, some well-meaning friends who questioned me on marrying somebody older than I was by that much. And And I said, you know what, like, if everything else is pointing to an amen, like, yes, this is the direction I believe would honor God to move in, then that is something I just really leave in God's hands. Because the reality is, we don't know God's plan for us as far as our health or our length of life. And there's so many young healthy people who take a sudden turn and we couldn't have planned on that right so that is something that god's sovereignty you know i could get hit by a car tomorrow or get cancer or any number of things and so far he's been the healthy one (laughs) i'm not that i've had any major health issues but just he's also very young at heart and he's always been very um just a really active excited kind of a person very optimistic and adventurous and so, so yeah, it wasn't, I didn't feel the difference all that much, but when thinking about down the road, it was something I had to trust the Lord with, um, that, you know, however many years God gives us our gift and there's just so many unknowns, right? So we can't make decisions based on that. And I've heard that from
0: other people as well, where they've gotten married and they've realized this is actually not as big of an issue as I maybe had envisioned it would be or you realize like you said John is is very young and healthy and
1: well we do notice it sometimes on
0: the playlist oh
1: (laughs) sometimes his music predates my music taste
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny that's my sister and I Michelle we're 10 years apart and that's when we we feel like we're the same age except when the music starts or movies and you don't remember that
1: (laughs) nope (laughs) This is such an appropriate time for him to walk in. <laughs> Can defend himself. Our age difference, honey. Oh. This is my, uh, my sweet husband who just finished putting the baby to sleep. you want to say hi, honey?
0: Hi, honey. <laughs> <laughs> hi, John. How are you? Good. Good. How are you?
2: Good. Yeah. You're doing good. Thanks.
0: Good. Well, we are hashing out, um, just how the Lord brought you and Jane together and. Mm -hmm. um so yeah if you want to pipe in at any point and offer from your side of things um (laughs) present
2: my side of things
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) i was just saying we noticed our age difference most in the playlist
2: (laughs) playlist (laughs) oh yeah
1: (laughs) i like hip-hop
2: and jane likes 1930s big band music <laughs> that's
1: so funny i was talking about the 80s honey oh, no, okay. yeah
0: <laughs> well if you just stick with classical music then you guys are safe that's
1: right actually he does like some classical music and me too but so the long distance
0: relationship you guys i guess for
1: the whole relationship
0: was it long distance?
1: Well, yes. Yeah. I don't want to jump ahead here, so tell me if this is a different question. But so we first met on the phone in July, right, honey? Yes. Um, and then I think we talked for three weeks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you remember this so, timeline? So right. mm-hmm. And then he said, "Well, I think I need to come meet you, right?"
2: I think I, mm, I think I asked your dad
1: first about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He said, I'll ask your dad. And then he said, is it okay if I come meet her? And then, um, so he flew down to California in August. in August. Yeah. So it was just about a month after we started talking on the phone and, mm-hmm. and he had not wanted us to Skype back then. There was like just Skype. There wasn't like 40 different video messaging. <laughs> <laughs> um, he wanted our first like meeting in in like 3D, <laughs> not like on a on a computer screen. So we had only talked on the phone until Burbank Airport, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. So he came and um, met my family and some friends. Um,
2: well, before that though, we went out for coffee at Aroma Cafe.
1: Yeah, Aroma we went, went to Aroma Cafe.
0: Cafe. I got you flowers.
1: That's right. He got me flowers from a vending machine. (laughs)
0: That's so funny. They're like, I should be giving you
1: flowers. (laughs) I know. So then it was a very um, surreal thing to be like finally meeting in person, someone I'd met on the phone. And um, we were just kind of like waiting to see if we got along as well like in person as we did on the phone because on the phone we got along very well and easily and then also for me just the connection with my family and how they felt about it and all that was very important so I think every day we went to a different sibling's house and
2: <laughs> when you have me staying at your sister's place in the hospital.
1: yeah this is maybe something that other people in long distance relationships might also find helpful but I decided that it would be too much pressure to have him staying at my parents' house where I was
2: in case you just, you thought it was just in
1: case it was <laughs> just in case it was awkward yeah and so my sister agreed to let him stay there with their family and so that actually was really nice for them to get to know him and to take a little pressure off so that at the end of the day, I can have some even reflection time, you know, just a little bit of a space to process. And I think that ended up being really helpful. Um, probably even for both of us, that's something if someone's getting to know someone from long distance, the first time they meet in person, it's It's nice to be able to have that. I remember we went to the Hollywood Bowl. We went to the beach. We went lots of fun things, but trying to have people get to know him along the way. And he got together with my pastor because that was really important to probably both of us, actually. Like we just really wanted to honor the authorities in our life. So my parents and um, his parents and my pastor and his pastor.
2: One of the things that really struck one of the things that struck me so much was that uh, not really coming from a Christian background, um, just being able to connect with Jane's family and just, I was welcome in their home even, even before, you know, things got really serious. But spending time with a Christian family is something that, that was just so precious to me. And I remember just thanking everybody who had lunch on that the day before I left and just like, just really just tearing up, just being so thankful to have spent, you know, whatever, whatever it happened, um, just to be with this family it was just a real blessing to me. That is.
0: That's so neat to hear that you weren't, you know, intimidated or claustrophobic by all of the family surrounding you, but you actually enjoyed it.
1: My my big loud family.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, delightful with all the kids and little kids everywhere. I think I think one thing that was funny is that one of my nieces was crying through the night, wasn't she, honey? I just remember you using white noise. <laughs> He's like, I gotta get good sleep. This is a big day. Yes. <laughs> and how long was the visit? I think it was about a week, right? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was about a week. And at the end of which, um, there were a couple of things that happened during that visit where we just felt kind of like the go ahead in our hearts and from our authorities and our families. I remember my sister, one of them said, I think it's a match. John's mm-hmm. <laughs> mom was crying on the phone because she felt like it was a match. And like there were little things like that that were really sweet.
2: You gotta talk about the yeah. about the couch
1: oh yeah you can so, tell about the couch
2: so there's uh have you heard about the couch christy so at, at jane's and obviously with with five girls um you know J- jane's dad was very um careful so there's this this couch is kind of infamous in their family that the guys are interested have to run the gauntlet of this couch
0: what? so <laughs>
2: yes yeah, so you got you go in and 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 he said, well, we, and I, was, and I knew there was going to have a big talk with Jane's dad. And so he said, well, no, we could do it here in the kitchen. I was like, no, I want the couch. I want, I want, the, full, <laughs> I want the full deal. And so we, uh, we went into this, in the spare room and he sat on a chair, sat on the couch. And, and he, he really grilled me. He asked me some, some really excellent questions and some really probing questions, um, you know, about, about my past and about my present, about morality and things like that. And it was just really, uh, I was thankful. Um, for for his his care for his daughter and, and asking me those hard questions and he was he was in tears I was in tears it was really it was a it was really a, a precious moment
0: that's really neat and you know I think with if it was if he were the wrong guy, that probably wouldn't have gone so well, but just mr guy is <laughs> an intimidating man
2: <laughs> One of the things that I also knew about Ken is that uh, if there were guys and where he he was willing to work with guys and, you know, wouldn't just say, nope, doors closed, get out of here. Um, we'd be willing to disciple them. And uh, and so I knew even if, you know, if there, if there was a, a sticking point for him, he wasn't just going to turf me out the door, you know, that he would, would walk with me in it. And so that was mm-hmm. very comforting as well.
1: It's kind of fun to talk about those days, right, honey? It's mm-hmm. bringing so back well. memories. But I just want to add a couple things about the long distance part, because I know that's something that Christy, you're hoping to encourage people who might be walking through that particular journey. So um, after that, he went back to Canada. Then we started Skyping and emailing and texting. But I still felt like a little bit like I didn't know him um, because, I mean, our total some time together was like a week, right? And and I just felt like, how do I know who he really is? And so um, I remembered, this might have actually been before we actually met that I did this, but I remembered that there was someone I knew who had known him in years prior when he was at seminary. And so I just wrote this guy and I'm like, hey, someone is setting me up with John Tucker. <laughs> did you know him when you were at Southern Seminary together? We and- worked together. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, I know Tucker, we worked in the gym together. And yeah. So I just said, you know, he went to this church. Was it a good church? And he's like, yeah, he would have been well taught there. And you know, he, I didn't know him well, but I can tell you this and this about him. And that was a very affirming, reassuring thing for me to know that before he even knew I existed. His character was consistent with who he was presenting as now. Um, So that was a really a blessing from the Lord that I could kind of connect with someone who'd known him in a different time of his life. Um, So after a few months, um, we decided it was time for me to visit Canada. So in October, I was preparing to come up here to Canada to meet him, meet his parents, I wanted to see him in his environment, see how he treated his mom, see how he treated his dad. You know, he's, he was already a pastor of a church. I wanted to get to know that a little bit. And my parents were um, giving, you know, their blessing and approval and everything along the way, but there were still like, they had some of the same things of wondering, you know, how do we know this guy is who he says he is? And so. I just said, you know what, mom, come with me. Just come with me to Canada and see for yourself. That will be so good for you. So she did. It was a mommy-daughter trip and we came up to Canada and she felt like if I was going to leave the country for someone I was set up with, she needed to know like where I was going, who my friends would be, you know, what his parents were like. And so that whole trip just put my mom and at so much ease she yeah she just felt so good knowing that she was familiar with where he came from and um and it was nice for me too yeah go ahead oh
0: no i'm just gonna say that's so gracious of you because probably most women would <laughs> kind of cringe at having their mom you know be part of that experience i feel like there's so many parallels to michelle my sister and her husband carlin you know, she went to another country to visit Carlin and Nate, actually, brother went along and she was so thankful to have him there because she was able to process with him there.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I had some people making comments like, oh, chaperone, hey? Uh. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> that's actually not why she's coming, but who cares, you know, like people will say what people will say. And
2: that's, I guess it, it yeah, was, sure. it was actually really, um, you know, wasn't, wasn't feeling it was going to cramp my style either. It was actually a, a, a comfort to me as well, knowing that, you know, Jane's view of her parents and the way that she responded to her parents, um, and, and seeing their authority, um, the fact that she's just so eager to honor them in her decision-making and involve them in the process and not to rebel against that authority. It helped me to see that, that she really, what she desired um, as far as understanding roles within the marriage. And so it was, it was really, it was a, a real bonus for me to see that as well.
1: Plus my mom picked up a uh, oh. marriage magazine. Yeah, I knew, <laughs> so we were driving,
2: on their way down, on their way back, we went to, they were driving to Seattle, and we went to visit um, my mentor and his family that live in Washington. And um, and we went to stay with them. And when they <laughs> we got out of, when they got out of the car, I saw there was a marriage magazine in the back seat
0: their mom. <laughs> Her mom had picked up. A, I'm golden. <laughs> <laughs> what peace of mind.
1: So that was having my having a family member, like you said, when Michelle went to Africa to have Nate there and to have have my mom there and have my mom be able to come home and say to my dad, like, okay, I feel I feel comfortable now about this not to say that there weren't things to work through along the way. I come from a homeschooled Christian family. My dad got saved when I was around, well I was still a little girl, but I'm one of the younger kids. So he'd gotten saved partway through our childhood and but we'd been grown up very Christian conservative family. I read Little House on the Prairie and, you know, that kind of thing. And John had a very different background.
2: Yeah, I look a very a very I, I um, got saved at the age of 23, but I lived a very wild life. I just pursued immorality most of my life and and um, I didn't even hear the gospel till I was 23 and that's when I got saved. So, um, so very, just radically different um, backgrounds.
1: So he wanted to be very upfront with my parents about all of that. So he told them his past and what his life had been like and all that, and then kind of left it up to them, whether or not that was a deal breaker. And so, yeah, we had to work through a few things like that, which was actually hard from a distance because there's gaps of silence and processing and stuff like that. So I think that maybe would have been easier if we'd lived in the same city. There were also very sweet things that came out of that. And
2: yeah, God's grace was just really evident Yeah. From her parents. I mean, they could have at any point, they could have just shut the door and said no. But they, were, they just offered grace, Jane offered grace. And I, I really didn't want there to be any, anything you know, any secrets, you know, I just wanted to be on the table, you know, so it's, it was just really, I just really blessed that whole process.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I know you're eager to hear the rest of this uh, story between Jane and John, and I want to invite you back next week to hear the concluding thoughts. Jane's going to share a little bit more about the positives of being in a long-distance relationship, how she adapted to moving to another country, uh, the role of attraction in their relationship, and also the one thing that they did that helped them get to know each other better during their relationship. Lots more wisdom coming up next week, and I hope you can join us.